Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Dream Shakes, the Dream Take podcast. My name is now, forever will be Mike Brown. I am very excited to come live to you here on Spotify Live for another episode of the Dream Shakes, the Dream Take podcast. I am here to talk all things Houston Rockets. Uh, It is a phenomenally fantastic time to be a Houston Rocket fan. We've got the draft to discuss. We've got free agency opening up. uh, What is it? Thursday night at six o'clock. We've got a trade that just went down. Knicks trade Nerlens Noel, Alec Burks to the Detroit Pistons. So it appears that the Pistons are now out on DeAndre Ayton. We have got John Wall to discuss. We have got what the Rockets should do in free agency. We've got a list of those free agents, but we're also here to talk to all of you. So if you have joined us live here on Spotify Live, hit that request to speak button. If there's something that you would like to discuss with me, it's pretty easy. You hit that request to speak button. I'll bring you up on stage and we'll break it down like there ain't no other town around here on the Dream Take. So let's get into the big news. Uh, I would call it big news. Uh, the Rockets officially reached a buyout with one Jonathan Wall. And here's the thing, right? I, for one, first of all, I've been calling for this buyout for over a year. Not to toot my own horn, but I'm going to. <laughs> um, the thing is... He needed to go. I love all these these Rocket fanboys on Twitter that are all saying, thank you so much for, you know, your time and, you know, whatever as a Houston Rocket. He was a grade A loser as a Houston Rocket. That's just a fact. There's no way around that fact. When he was a Rocket, the Rockets paid him $40 million to sit out last year because he refused to take on the role of mentor, leader on the team, help lead the team in the right direction. And people will argue, you know, if you give him minutes, then, you know, you wouldn't be able to give other guys minutes. That's simply not true. Having him be a part of the rotation on a game-in and game-out basis would have been beneficial. They wouldn't have needed to get Dennis Schroeder if John Wall was already a contributor to the team. So for me, there is no happy goodbyes to John Wall. There is no thank you for your time and your effort as a Houston Rocket. There is a, there's the door. Don't let the good Lord hit you where the good Lord splits you. And you can get the hell out of my city. Period. End of story. Goodbye, John Wall. That is the last time, hopefully, we ever talk about you on an episode of the Dream Shakes, the Dream Take podcast. Uh, Now, his intention is to sign with 
the Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, I do say, uh, Sean says he helped them lose 20 in a row, which was epic. I mean, yeah, I guess, you know, I mean, that's fair. Sean, I'm not going to disagree with you with that statement because it is factually correct. So I do give you props for that. Uh, The Rockets are going to pay 40, a ridiculous $40 million plus of his salary for next year. My guess is with the Clippers, he's going to earn somewhere around six and a half, seven million dollars to help make up for that lost salary. Because you know what? God forbid he doesn't make the entirety of that $47 million. God forbid he doesn't collect that entire paycheck for all of his incredible things that he's done for the NBA over the longevity of his career, which doesn't include a full season played in the last five years. So see you, John Wall. Enjoy the Clippers. I do like the Clippers' chances in the West. I think the Clippers will give the Warriors all that they want next year in a potential seven-game series. Uh, When you talk about the likes of John Wall, when you talk about Paul George, they re-signed Ivana Zubac uh, today. So good things there. John Wall, goodbye. See you later. And that's it. Um, Other Rockets news in uh, the uh, Twitter sphere, Twitter sphere, I should say, as of today. Uh, so let's, let's see. Uh, per Bleacher Report, the Knicks are trading Nerlens Noel and Alec Burks to the Pistons, clearing more than $19 million in cap space, which clears the way to pursue a sign-in trade for one Jalen Brunson. So looks like the Knicks are going after Brunson, perhaps DeJounte Murray. Uh, one thing that was pointed out today on Twitter uh, the Rockets coaching staff remains unfilled uh, out, if you will. They have not one, not two, but three, um, three opening, three openings, I should say, on their coaching staff. Uh, the Rockets have long been rumored to go after the their Rio Grande fill one of those three spots. Uh, and then two other spots open. There's rumors that they're going after Lionel Hollins, which I would not be against, especially on the defensive end. I feel like Lionel Hollins will bring a lot to this roster, to this organization. So that is a uh, name, to, two names to keep an eye on, especially Lionel Hollins. Uh, a name to keep on the radar for when uh, free agency opens later this week uh, per Mike A. Scoto on Twitter. That's Mike A. Scoto. The Cleveland Cavaliers won't tender a qualifying offer to center Moses Brown. The seven foot one, 22 year old center will become an unrestricted free agent. Brown could be an intriguing development option for NBA teams around the league. If I am the Houston Rockets, I am picking up the phone to check out one Moses Brown. Last year in 40 games, he averaged four and a half points, four rebounds a game. Uh, He shot 60% from the three-point line. His numbers are not going to scare anybody, uh, but he is a guy that he's got size that you're looking for. He's got – he has everything you could want if you're the Rockets organization. He's young, he's cheap, and I could see them getting – you know, giving, you know, him some legitimate minutes coming in here. Sean adds, Hollins was the guy we wanted – before adding Jeff Bidzelli to the staff a few years ago. That's a great point by Sean. I honestly, I would love to see Lionel Hollins on this uh, staff. 
Um, but here's the thing, man, is Lionel Hollins, I mean, I, I hate to be morbid when it comes to, to Steven Silas. If you bring in Lionel Hollins, if this season does not go well, I could see the Rockets moving on from Steven Silas to a guy like Lionel Hollins, a guy who's got, you know, experience on the bench uh, as the, you know, the head coach. So bringing in a Lionel Hollins could light a fire under Silas that I think would be well warranted. So a lot of, a lot of interesting things happening uh, around, um, around the, the Rockets organization right now. Um, and that's the thing, man, is if you're the Rockets, you know, you head into free agency. So what I figured we would do here on the show, once again, if you're live on Spotify Live, you want to join the show, you hit that request to speak button. We'd love to bring you on stage. Um, when you break down the free agency, uh, free agent available players, right? You look at the top guys like, you know, Westbrook opted into his ridiculous $47 million player option. Bradley Beal's out there. Gary Harris uh, is an intriguing name coming out of Orlando. He's an unrestricted free agent. The Rockets have no shot at Gary Harris, nor should they want to. Zach Levine, Ricky Rubio. Uh, there are guys, I'll tell you a guy that I would like to take a look at, but with the additions of Tari Eason and Jabari Smith Jr., a name I've always liked, I'll give you two, TJ Warren and Derek Jones Jr. Derek Jones Jr. out of uh, Chicago, TJ Warren, most recently of Indiana, TJ Warren last year was making 11 and a quarter million, or excuse me, $11.75 million. Uh, I believe he is, um, going to get a pay raise from that. I think that takes the Rockets out of contention. Uh, a guy like Derek Jones Jr. last year, uh, was making uh, a little under nine and a half million dollars. Again, those types of names, interesting to follow along with. Do I think the Rockets, A, have interest? I think they could have interest in one of those two guys. Do I think it's going to come to fruition or, you know, does it have any legs to it? I would say not. Um, And Sean adds Hartenstein or Jalen Smith would fit. Uh, Absolutely. Those are two names. I've got a couple other names uh, that I would like, you know, to go over on the show tonight. One name that I have always been intrigued with, and I, I know the Rockets have sniffed around the idea of bringing this guy in. Uh, now he's played with a couple of different teams. Last year he averaged seven and a half re- or excuse me, uh, in 27 games with Washington, he averaged seven and a half rebound, excuse me, seven and a half points per game, four rebounds uh, per game, uh, and that's Thomas Bryant. Uh, Thomas Bryant is 25 years old. Last year was making uh, $8.3 million. I think he's going to command somewhere north of $10 million a year. I, I would say somewhere around the range of four years, 40 to $46 million would be the deal that I think he's going to get from somebody. I know that we've talked about it on this show numerous times. The Rockets have registered interest in the uh, restricted free agent, uh, Nicholas Claxton from the Brooklyn Nets. If for whatever reason Claxton is re-signed back in Brooklyn now that they have Kyrie Irving back in the fold, you know, does do the Nets, you know, feel like Claxton is more important to their future than initially thought? To me, 
Thomas Bryant is a guy to keep an eye on if I'm a Rockets fan. He fits the mold. He's young, but he's not too young that I feel like if you're going to spend what you would spend on a guy like Claxton, same thing. It's going to, per Jonathan Fagan of the Houston Chronicle, it's going to take, in order to get a guy like Claxton, somewhere north of $10 million a year. Do I like Thomas Bryant as much as a Nicholas Claxton? Honestly, no. But in order to add some size to this roster, to this front line, it's a necessity. They need to get a center in free agency. And I know that there's a lot of people on Rockets Twitter who have talked about giving Usman Garuba the, uh, you know, some minutes at the five as we welcome in dedicated listener to the show. LB out in the SL. Lewis, welcome to the show. Pops, what's going down? Thanks, Michael. And you're uh, welcome. I thought uh, Sean had some some. I forgot about Jalen Smith, but you know, I think with Zubak resigning with the Clippers, um, you know, the Rockets have always been famous for letting people go and then spending stupid amounts of money to bring them at, back. You know, like uh, Christian Wood. You know, like Trevor Ariza. Um, I could see Hardenstein possibly falling into that category. And another name I think we should keep a lookout for is uh, Mo Bamba. Um, I know the guy hasn't had a great, you know, he's been a nice, nice role guy coming off the bench. But what he specializes in, he, he's a good rebounder. He's a good defender. He can get up there. He's he's good around the basket. That's what this this team needs. And you know, you I'm not you know I'm so tired of hearing about oh Sangoon's going to start blah blah blah. Sangoon to me is is Paul Gasol light and you know weak weak around the basket. Garuba, eh? You know I'd rather keep that uh, Bruno uh, Fernando. Yeah. Well, yeah. here's here's the thing about about Bamba. You now is, you know, you're you're bringing up some names. So I want to run the rest of the names by you. Get your thoughts. Obviously, get Sean's thoughts. Anybody else, you know, that that joins the show tonight. Last year, Mo Bamba averaged ten and a half points and eight rebounds a game. Why is Orlando letting that type of talent go? That's not easy. That's not easy to get a guy like that to produce like that. I mean, Bamba is. 24 years old. He made $6 million a year last year. If it took four years, $40 million for Bamba, would you give Mo Bamba that contract? Yeah, see, I, I wouldn't even think twice. Um, Absolutely. Sean, if you, know, if you have a thought on that, let me know. But, I mean, I, I like I, – I don't understand the, the love for Garuba at the five. I just – I don't think Garuba is a five. I just don't. You know, I'm wondering what he is. I mean, he's built kind of like Otis Thorpe. Used That's a good point. To be, he's 6'8". The guy really doesn't, you know, have a role. He, he shoots threes. He's slow on defense. Um, I, I, I don't know even know how many guys they have. But, you know, I think with Wall gone, I think you need to swing a deal to do like a two-for-one, a three-something to where you can start clearing some space and figure out, you know, what do you have? I know you're not a big fan 
but I think I think Boban is going to make this team. You know, I the, the guy's a goof. I get it, but around the basket, you know, he he gives us what we didn't have. Is it gives you a big man who can just throw in dunks and and get some rebounds. But I would like another athletic guy. And, you know, you'd mentioned Thomas Bryan. I, I'm still a big Claxton guy. I'm just not sure what Brooklyn's going to do with him. You know, he didn't even start last year, you know. Um, so I think looking at him, Hardenstein or Bamba, I think, is the way to go. They have money. They got the the mid-level exception. Um, you know, and I'd look at another shooter. I think Gordon's gone, and I think you need another shooter coming off the bench. Anyway, great show, and I'd love to hear some of Sean's thoughts. My man. Uh, we'll go to Sean, who would like to join the conversation. Sean, it's been a while, man. How are you? Sean, are you there? Sean going once. Sean going twice. Oh, there I am. What's up, What's up brother? <laughs> Good to hear from you, man. What's Spotify going on? Spotify Live needed me. Oh, my God. I mean, they, they, the millions of listeners on the show have been clamoring for you. I know. Clamoring to um, no, We do have some Nick Claxton news if you want to get to that before uh, – if you want to – if we want to get to that got? real quick. Um, you got so per, yeah, yeah, per NetsDaily.com, um, which is a part of the, the wonderful family here at SB Nation, uh, Brian Windhorst says, the word is among, among executives. Talk to a couple of executives today. And this story was published – Today, earlier this morning, so it's 7.30 Eastern, the word is that they believe Nick Claxton will be back with the Nets. Windhorst told Nick Friedel, uh, that's been worked out. I shouldn't say been worked out. There's an understanding. So I would say it's a very low likelihood after reading that. Windhorst, you know, while he doesn't have his nose up LeBron's ass, you know, he, he does have a pretty decent amount of connections in the league. So... For the rest of this conversation, let's assume Nick Claxton is out. Where do you see the Rockets' center position for 22-23? I am very intrigued by Mo Bamba. Me too. Unless for some reason the magic just do it, because I like the fact that he can stretch the floor. He's young. He still fits within a timetable of contending, and I think that he'd be able to push Shingun. You can have a two-headed monster at center. Because, I mean, you need somebody like that because, I mean, I mean, like like Lewis was saying, Shagoon could be kind of Paul Gasol light, so he's not going to be dominant inside. But something you got to realize with Shagoon, he's, what, going to be 20 this year? This is his 20-year-old season? I mean, it's going to take the man four or five years to probably fully yep. grow into his body and actually get used to playing center at an NBA level. So... You need somebody else that can grow with him and you can team up. Mo Bamba, I think, fits the mold to a T. Like, that's exactly what this team needs. They actually need who just got traded to Detroit is Nerland's Noel. I will say this. I will say this, Sean. I I know I'm gonna I'm gonna hear it on Twitter at BSW Podcast underscore MB. Don't rule out. DeAndre Ayton to the Rockets. I'm just going to throw that out there. A sign and trade can be potentially 
could be and should be worked out between the Rockets centered around Eric Gordon. Your thoughts? Oh, they could easily do it. I mean, if there's ever a time to make that move, now's the time to do it. Is your way? I mean, they're way. I mean, they're over the cap, but they're way below the tax, so they could do a sign and trade. And even if you're talking about the Rockets, obviously, right? Yeah, you're talking about the Rockets. You weren't referencing the Suns. No, okay. no, yeah, no, I'm talking about the Rockets. Okay. Yeah, because when you sign and trade for a guy, you get um, hard capped at the apron. So you sure. can't yeah. quite go wild over the tax. You can't go as wild over the tax and say like Golden State does when you do a sign and trade for somebody. But I'm just – I'm throwing it out there, man, because Detroit is obviously out, right? Like Detroit after – after uh, oh, man, after adding uh, Jalen Duran in the draft – and now Nerland's Noel, DeAndre Ayton doesn't make any sense in Detroit. If Ayton can't come to a deal in Phoenix and all of a sudden they start looking around and they're saying, okay, we got to trade him. Let's see what we can get. You don't think that some of that draft equity that the Rockets have, uh, that the, the Rockets have, and then a guy like Eric Gordon that could help them down the stretch run, you don't think that would be appealing to a team like Phoenix? Oh, I think Phoenix would want to push him there. I just don't know if he'll. I just don't know if he will do it. If, if who like, would do it? Tillman? Uh, no, no, no. I don't know if Aiden would want to come to Houston because I mean, it, it, I mean, the Suns would probably want to do it, but will DeAndre Aiden also want to do it? Would you break the bank? Would you break the bank for DeAndre Aiden? Because you're going to have to destroy that piggy bank in order to get him. Yeah. I, I mean, given that there's really no one next year that I even remotely would want outside of maybe Dylan Brooks um, that's a free agent next year, then, yeah, I mean, this is the best free agent you're going to be able to get on the open market. And that, Yeah, and that's, that's the thing, man, is it's so funny because I sent out a tweet the other day where I said I, I almost don't even recognize this Rockets front office because they're making sound – smart basketball moves. Like getting rid of John Wall, smart move. The draft, I gave it an A-. minus. You know, they're doing things that make sense. The question would be, does DeAndre Ayton right now make sense? To me, it makes all the sense in the world. But I wonder what the Rockets front office is saying. You know? I mean, to me, it makes perfect sense. The only, the only other place I could think that Aiden might go if he can't find another landing spot and doesn't want to be in Phoenix is if Indiana decides, you know, like they don't want to keep losing and they're going to push their chip in and flip them, Turner and Brodon and picks um, to get him, which I, I could see Indiana doing that because they don't like losing. See, they don't like losing. If I'm, oh my God, but if I'm DeAndre Aiden, you're going to tell me between playing in Houston or playing in Indiana. I mean, Indiana is not. I mean, you have Tyrese Halliburton, nice player. You've got – I mean, they would move Turner. You'd have to live in Indianapolis. You know, like my thought is obviously Houston over Indiana. Some other names to look at and get your take on real quick. We talked about Jalen Smith a little bit, who that's a guy that I could could see the Rockets taking a look at. I wanted them to make a run at him during the – the draft or the uh, trade deadline. Your thoughts on Jalen Smith? He's only twenty-two. Oh, I 
uh, he kind of falls in line with the Mo Bamba stance, except I think they could probably get him a little bit cheaper. And he, he also falls in line with he was he came into the league at 18, and it takes time to develop as a center. I mean, look at Marcus Saul. Marcus Saul that everyone laughed when um, the laughed at what Memphis got when they traded Paul Gasol for Marcus Saul. And what you found out is it just took Mark four years to actually develop. And once he hit his stride, he was great. Yeah. I think Jalen Smith could be the same thing, especially if he's not having to actually be the starter and carry the team. So he'd be great. You wouldn't necessarily you could spend part of your mid level on him and then have some more later if you need to, you know, sign somebody else you know, another backup guard or another backup wing. Yeah. It's so funny because I look at – you look at the free agency list this year, even the more intriguing guys at positions – like the Rockets don't need to add anything, in my opinion, at the small forward position. Like that that position, they're more than set. You look at a guy like KJ, you look at Tari Eason now, you've got Jabari, you've got Jay Sean Tate, like you're set there. Guards-wise, I think with the addition of Ty Ty Washington, which, by the way, you and I, big fans of early in the draft process, love that they picked up Ty Ty Washington Jr. That's a guy that they got at 29, very easily could have gone in the top 20. Easy in the top 20. Oh, I mean, if he doesn't if he doesn't sprain his ankle or whatever happened against Tennessee in January, yep. he's, he could very well have gone top 10. Uh, potentially. Potentially. I think top 10 is probably a little rich. Tad, just a tad, smidgen, smidgen, if you will. But you don't need a point guard. Between Knicks, Ty Ty, and unfortunately Kevin Porter Jr. at this point guard position, not that I don't want KPJ to be a part of the roster, but as my starting point guard, I'm not sold on it yet. The shooting guard, you've got Gordon, you've got Jalen Green. There's not a lot of roster flexibility at this point besides up front. And I'm intrigued what they're going to do in free agency. I do think they're going to get a center. Oh, no, I think they definitely get a center. And, and DeAndre Aiden is a possibility. I think it also will depend on what other teams in the Western Conference do around them. Because, I mean, if, if San Antonio keeps Murray, then 13 of the 15 teams in the Western Conference are effectively saying playoffs are bust for us, at least going into the season. That's how they're operating. Now, if the Spurs sell Murray off to Atlanta for that rumor of Gallinari plus picks – and, all right, well, that may change the calculus because then you realize, wait a minute, San Antonio's going into full-on tank mode. Now you may have, now you may start, you know, smelling some blood in the water and seeing an opportunity to jumpstart your, you know, rebuild a, a year early. Essentially, if going they, after Aiden, but of course, Atlanta at that point probably goes after Aiden, dangling John Collins instead. If you, well, and then what do you do with Capella? If you, if you're the Rockets. Let's say they did add DeAndre Aiden, just for the, the sake of the, you know, the conversation. What see, where, where do you see them? Do they make the playoffs? Are they a playoff team? Where do they fall in the playoffs? What say you? Oh, yeah. I think they get to the nine seed if they add Aiden. It's fair. It is, I, I think that defense gets them there. They're still young, so they'd still be learning how to win, so I can't say they jump into the top seven. Um, but if I'm looking at it with Aiden, I think they'd be better than the Kings. Um, if Portland doesn't add another star, even if they get Lillard back, I, I think they're better than Portland. Um, they definitely be better than San Antonio and OKC. 
Uh, then I'm trying to think who else do you got to leapfrog then? What is it? Well, see, I was, if you think about this, man, the West next year, if that happens, the West by itself is a bloodbath. I mean, you talk yes. about you look at let's look at the standings last year, right? Let's say let's say if Phoenix loses Aiton, they're going to get another big man. They're going to be fine. Phoenix is going to be legit. You've got Memphis is going to get better. Golden State's going to obviously be Golden State. Dallas, even if they lose Bronson, you know I don't know who if anybody saw that recent picture of Luca. Luca looks to be on a mission uh, this upcoming season. Uh, the fake Jazz, I think, are going to implode. I think they're going to move Gobert. And I don't think the Jazz are going to be as good, but they're still going to be decent enough to be a playoff team. Uh, Denver is going to be solid. Minnesota is going to be better. New Orleans, I think, is going to be much better. The Clippers were a nine seed last year. There's no way they're going to be a nine seed this year. You know, you would like to think that the the Blazers are going to get better. The Lakers are going to get better. That's a tough. That's a tough sled, man. It is. Uh, no, I mean. Yeah, if the Clippers and Denver being as healthy as they are, they're top four seeds easily. So it'd be interesting to see how if the Jazz do implode, what they what they give away. The Lakers, if they keep Westbrook, will at least still be a laughing stock. And I feel bad for Darvin Ham. He was actually one of my favorite uh, college guys to watch uh, growing up, and to see Darvin Ham get. I mean, there's only one of thirty of these jobs, but man, I'm sad that he's kind of stuck with that Lakers. I just, I think, you know, I think you make a great point and and we're going to wrap the show here in a minute, but I will say, I think that I don't think it's going to be as big a disaster as what the Nets are with a guy like Steve Nash. The writing was on the wall when they hired Nash. He was in over his head. He had never coached before. I mean, literally Steve Nash had never coached anything of significance basketball wise. And they hire him. And you know, he gets paid more than Eric Spolstra. It's ridiculous. I mean, it's absurd. Spolstra is a top three coach in the league in my eyes. I mean, I, I think Spolstra is legit. Yeah. And I don't think Darvin Ham is going to be a disaster in L.A. I just I, I think he's too good of a coaching prospect. Like, he spent enough time under Bootenholzer in Milwaukee. I don't think he's going to struggle as much as other people think. But the, the pressure on him is so immense. And they're, they're stuck. Like, they are stuck with Westbrook or Westbrick, better known by uh, Skip Bayless. By the way, who would win in a street fight, Skip Bayless or Russell Westbrook? Um, oh, man, it'd probably be Skip. Is Skip would okay. do something dirty. Okay. Skip would bust out Mace or something I got else. Like yeah, so we're on the same, we're on the same page then. Yeah. Okay. All right, good. Uh, no, but I don't think Han's going to struggle. Any final thoughts before we wrap the show up, my dude? No, man. Love it. Um, just, um, I'm actually interested in who else is going to coach the summer league. Maybe you can go ahead and apply for that. Ooh. Well, I don't know, man. If they bring the, the current coach up now, I will say this. Just a real quick name to keep an eye on. Real quick name to keep an eye on. And there's no linkage between this guy and the Rockets, but I think this guy would make a hell of a coach. Gary Payton. Keep an eye on the name Gary Payton. That's all that fun, you know, and and then we get paid to bring his son back and, you know, fulfill another one of um, uh, Lewis's minimum guys that the Rockets cut and then brought back for multiple millions of dollars. That's what I'm saying, man. It's like, that's what I want them to do with the head coaching staff, like the assistants, get creative, get fun 
with those with those types of guys. And Gerald Green was the perfect guy to have as one of those coaches. Um, I like the RGV guy. I think he's fun. I think he's innovative. He's got two more spots. Get creative. Get funky. You know what I mean? Are you on the same page? You know, like I like Hollins. I think Hollins is actually, like I said, I think he's a potential replacement for Silas down the road. Oh, easily. Like if the Rockets got off to, if they hired Hollins and the Rockets got off to another 116 start, then Hollins becomes the coach. Yeah, for sure. Until next time, Sean, we appreciate you as always, my brother. Thanks, man. Thanks. This has been another episode of SB Nation's The Dream Shakes, The Dream Take Podcast. Thank y'all so much for joining me here on a Tuesday night here on Spotify Live. I always love talking Rockets basketball with all of you. Uh, if you're on Twitter, head on over to at the Dream Take to give us a follow. Uh, we post nearly every day. A lot of fun, interesting, quirky stuff uh, led by myself and Jeremy Brenner. Uh, if you're on Twitter uh, looking at the Dream Take, make sure to follow the Dream Shake at Dream Shake SBN. Give my co-pilot a follow at Jeremy Brenner. That's J-E-R-E-M-Y-B-R-E-N-E-R. I'm at BSW Podcast underscore MB. If you're on Facebook, search The Dream Shake to give us a like there. Finally, head on over to thedreamshake.com for all things Houston Rockets all the time. Jeremy and I will be back with you on Thursday night. And until next time, Rockets fans, go Rockets!